Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Fuels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lorena Camille. Today's episode is a Bible study on part two of chapter seven of the book of John. If you haven't checked out the previous chapters, I have all of my Bible studies and study guides included on my Facebook group. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire. You can go on Facebook and type in the search bar, Faith Fuels My Fire, or I'll also have it linked in the show notes here. Just click on that link, request to be in the group. Once you're added in the group, you'll go on the units tab and you'll see all of my previous Bible studies and the study guides included. All right, so without further ado, let's get into this Bible study. I'm going to start where I left off at verse 25. At that point, some of the people of Jerusalem began to ask, Isn't this the man they are trying to kill? Here he is, speaking publicly, and they are not saying a word to him. Have the authorities really concluded that he is the Christ? But we know where this man is from. When the Christ comes, no one will know where he is from. Then Jesus, still teaching in the temple courts, cried out, Yes, you know me, and you know where I am from. I am not here on my own, but he who sent me is true. You do not know him, but I know him, because I am from him, and he sent me. Alright, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss a few things with you guys. So after what we read in part one from the last Bible study we did, some of the people of Jerusalem began to ask if this is the man that they were trying to kill, and if he was really the Christ because he was speaking publicly and they aren't saying a word to him. But then they said that they know where this man is from, and when the Christ comes, that no one will know where he is from. So these people thought that they knew where Jesus was from in Galilee because they knew his mother and father. And in reality, he was really from heaven. And if you know the story about how the angel came to Mary in a dream, it was in Luke chapter 1. I'm actually just going to read a couple verses here. So I'm going to start at verse 31. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Okay, and also just a couple more verses. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. So by reading those verses here in Luke and knowing that the angel came to Mary in a dream and she was a virgin and she gave birth to baby Jesus, we know that he actually came from heaven. And so in verse 28 of chapter 7 of John, he says that, I'm not here on my own, but he who sent me is true, which he's talking about God the Father here. And then he says that you do not know him, but I know him because I'm from him and he sent me. So these Jews that don't believe in Jesus don't know God because if you truly know God, then you believe in Jesus Christ. And if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, then you don't truly know God. But he said, I know him because I'm from him. Just like we know, it's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And... God the Son, Jesus Christ, is from God the Father, and God the Father sent him. The angel came. God the Father placed God the Son, Jesus Christ, in Mary's womb, in this virgin's womb, to reign over the world and to save the world, and to be the king of kings, and to die on the cross for our sins, to forgive us of our sins. So I'm going to continue reading, starting at verse 30. At this time they tried to seize him. But no one laid a hand on him, because his time had not yet come. Still many in the crowd put their faith in him. They said, When the Christ comes, will he do more miraculous signs than this man? 
the pharisees heard the crowd whispering such things about him then the chief priest and the pharisees sent temple guards to arrest him jesus said i am with you for only a short time and then i will go to the one who sent me you will look for me but you will not find me and where i am you cannot come so i'm going to stop right there and discuss a few things with you guys here so in verse 30 it said that they tried to seize him but no one laid a hand on him because his time had not yet come he was protected and until the time of his crucifixion which we'll read later on in john until that time no one could lay a hand on him because he was protected by god the father and it wasn't his time yet he hadn't done what he came to do and then in verse 31 it says many in the crowd put their faith in him and they said who can do more miraculous signs than this so the chief priest and the pharisees sent the temple guards to arrest him because the pharisees heard the crowd whispering these things about him and then in verse 33 he's telling them about his resurrection and how he's going to go back to heaven but they don't understand it at the time he says that he's with them for only a short time and he's going to go to the one who sent him so after he dies on the cross and raises three days later he goes back to heaven with god the father and i'm going to continue reading at verse 35 the jews said to one another where does this man intend to go that we cannot find him will he go where our people live scattered among the greeks and teach the greeks what did he mean when he said you will look for me but you will not find me and where i am you cannot come so i'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses here so these jews didn't understand what jesus was talking about where he was going to go that they couldn't find him so they automatically were thinking oh well maybe he's going to go where the people are scattered among the greeks and teach them they didn't understand that he was talking about going back to heaven and that's why they wouldn't be able to find him because he's going back to heaven so i'm going to continue reading starting at verse 37 on the last and greatest day of the feast jesus stood and said in a loud voice if anyone is thirsty let him come to me and drink whoever believes in me as the scripture has said streams of living water will flow from within him by this he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive up to that time the spirit had not been given since jesus had not yet been glorified all right i'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses here so what jesus says in verse 37 if anyone is thirsty let him come to me and drink he's talking about spiritual thirst and then in verse 38 where he says the scripture has said streams of living water will flow from within him there's different scriptures from the old testament that these scriptures talk about the living water that he's referring to here and i'm actually just going to read a couple of these scriptures with you guys so first in zechariah 13:1, it says on that day a fountain will be opened to the house of david and the inhabitants of jerusalem to cleanse them from sin and impurity and then again in zechariah 14:8, it says on that day living water will flow out from jerusalem half to the eastern sea and half to the western sea in summer and in winter and then there's two more verses here in isaiah that i'm going to read for you guys the first one is isaiah 44 3 and it says for i will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground i will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants and then in isaiah 55 1 come all who are thirsty come to the waters and you who have no money come buy and eat come buy wine and milk without money and without cost 
So those are just a few verses here about the living water that Jesus is referring to here in verse 38. And then verse 39, it says that he meant the spirit. So the streams of living water that will flow from within him is the Holy Spirit that God the Father sends down after Jesus goes back to heaven. And whoever believes in him will have the Holy Spirit within them. Up until that time, the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus hadn't been glorified. So I'm going to continue reading at verse 40. On hearing his words, some of the people said, Surely this man is the prophet. Others said, He is the Christ. Still others asked, How can the Christ come from Galilee? Does not the scripture say that the Christ will come from David's family and from Bethlehem, the town where David lived? Thus the people were divided because of Jesus. Some wanted to seize him, but no one laid a hand on him. So I'm going to stop right there and discuss a few things with you guys here. After Jesus had said, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Some of the people said that he's the prophet. Some people said that he's the Christ. But still others were asking, how could he be the Christ if he came from Galilee? Because based on the scripture, the Christ will come from David's family and from Bethlehem, which we know, if you know the story of Jesus' birth, he was born in Bethlehem and Joseph was a descendant of David. So he was a descendant of David and he did come from Bethlehem. That's where he was born. But these Jews didn't understand that. They just thought that he came from Galilee because that's where he lived. So they didn't understand how he could be the Christ if he came from Galilee. And... These people were divided because of Jesus, and some wanted to kill him, but no one laid a hand on him because he was protected. It hadn't been his time yet. The time for his crucifixion hadn't come yet. So I'm going to continue reading at verse 45. Finally, the temple guards went back to the chief priests and Pharisees who asked them, Why didn't you bring him in? No one ever spoke the way this man does, the guards declared. You mean he has deceived you also? The Pharisees retorted, has any of the rulers or of the Pharisees believed in him? No, but this mob that knows nothing of the law, there is a curse on them. Nicodemus, who had gone to Jesus earlier and who was one of their own number, asked, Does our law condemn anyone without first hearing him to find out what he is doing? They replied, Are you from Galilee too? Look into it, and you will find that a prophet does not come out of Galilee. Alright, so those are the last verses that I'm going to read with you guys in this Bible study, but I did want to go over these verses here. So the temple guards went back to the chief and priest, and they hadn't brought Jesus with them. So the chief priests and Pharisees asked why they didn't bring him in, and they said because no one had ever spoke the way that he did. And then the Pharisees thought that these temple guards had been deceived also, and that they knew nothing of the law, and that there was this curse on them. And then Nicodemus, which we've read about Nicodemus in our Bible study on John chapter 3, uh, part 1 of John chapter 3, where Jesus taught Nicodemus. So in verse 51, Nicodemus said, does our law not condemn anyone without first hearing him to find out what he's doing? So he wanted them to hear Jesus out before they tried to condemn him or arrest him. And then in verse 52, they said, are you from Galilee too? Look into it and you'll find that the prophet does not come out of Galilee, which they were stuck on thinking that he couldn't be the Christ or the prophet because he was from Galilee. But we know that he was born in Bethlehem and he was a descendant of David's. So just because he lived in Galilee doesn't mean that he was from Galilee. 
And they were so stuck on thinking that he couldn't be the prophet or the Christ because he wasn't from Galilee. They weren't getting the bigger picture. Alright, so that concludes this Bible study for part 2 of chapter 7 of the book of John. Before I let you go, I did want to say a quick prayer, so if you would, please just close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, I pray that you lift up every single person listening to this right now, Lord. I pray that you open up their eyes to see the truth of your words. I pray that you open up their mind, their ears, their heart, and their soul to you, Lord. I pray that in every aspect of their life, they seek to be a disciple of Jesus Christ and to spread the gospel to others and to make an impact in other people's lives, Lord. I pray that you lead God and direct them through every situation that they're going through and that you just show them so much love. I love you so much, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys so much. I will see you guys next time. Bye, guys.